0: Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, we welcome two guests to discuss lighting fixture specification and installation opportunities for the Custom Integration Channel. Joining us from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania is Charlie Dirk, Vice President of Strategy for Building Control Systems at Legrand. And joining us from San Diego, California is Mike Lidman, the National Sales Director at DMF Lighting. Both of today's guests are fully immersed in the lighting fixtures and lighting control categories as they specifically relate to the CI channel. Today we will talk more about this developing opportunity for integrators and dig a little deeper into the differences in lighting fixture styles, color temperatures, and control options. Charlie Dirk and Mike Lidman, thanks for joining us today to share your lighting technology insights.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Well, Mike, you and I got to hang out last fall um, in person. We also saw each other just last month at light Palooza, but last fall you and your team hosted some of the press at your Carson California headquarters For me, um, personally that went a long way in increasing my comfort with the category um, which is still a bit less familiar than the traditional AV lighting and shades control and networking technology that I've been reporting on for for many years now um, but now you've been with DMF lighting for seven and a half years so um, I noticed that you had also, prior to that, been in roles in uh, more like IT networking technology companies. Looking back, what was it that attracted you um, to move to DMF? And what have you liked so far about working with the residential lighting category and for the uh, respected lighting fixtures brand that is DMF?
2: Yeah. So I came up from uh, the startup kind of technology world. Uh, I was living in the Bay Area at the time. Um, moved back to San Diego to uh, start my family um, and had uh, beautiful twin girls. Uh, but um, I had some friends that were in the lighting industry. Uh, they, they said I should really connect with um, DMF and, and Michael Danish specifically. Uh, young leadership, uh, second generation ownership of a really strong brand, but he really came in with this product first mindset and really the openness to kind of Uh, disrupt some of the traditional paths to market um, that you see in the lighting fixture industry Uh, which which was great Um, you know uh, we like to kind of come in and bring new things and try to be at the tip of the spear so um, it's been great to see DMF kind of progress over uh, the time that I've been there Uh, originally I was working on the commercial side and, and working with a lot of larger commercial type projects and then five and a half years ago we really saw a huge opportunity where the luxury residential market was underserved from a, a quality of lighting perspective we go into 10 20 30 million dollar homes that have low quality lighting um, not to mention you know homes that are low, lower than that in, in price point point. Uh, and we wanted to be able to bring something to the table that aligned with the fit and finish of the homes and so in in kind of taking a step back and looking at what integrators bring to the table and being able to uh, educate their clients on on why lighting is important in the first place, uh, pairing that with their strength in lighting control and shades, uh, we think that the integrators are poised to really own the lighting experience in the luxury residential market. And so for the last five and a half years, we've dedicated a lot of resources from engineering to sales and marketing um, to do our best to uh, support the channel and support our integrator partners and uh, it's been a, it's been a great bet because um, this is the fastest growing part of our business uh, we, we love working with integrators we're partnered with the right people and um, we seem to be on a, a great trajectory as a whole as an industry um, as you know you mentioned lightapalooza had three times as many people as it did last year in its inaugural year so um, we're excited to see that momentum continue to build.
0: Well, we'll talk more about that opportunity for sure. I'll, I'll circle back to you, but um, so Charlie doesn't get bored here. I wanted to <laughs> introduce him as well. And uh, uh, Charlie, your career as it relates to lighting is um, practically a who's who in the industry, from Lutron in your early days to working with Tom Darty's lighting control company to running Creston Shading Solutions business. And then in the past five years at, at Legrand with Vantage um, Controls, you must have gained a pretty well-rounded perspective on the evolution of home lighting in the, in the shades category too. Um, you're obviously a bit biased toward the CI channel with your experience, but why do you think it's important for custom integrators to expand their expertise into lighting fixtures?
1: yeah it's 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 an interesting question and and looking at the last twenty five years um, you know of my career you know focusing on on lighting and shading control I mean this just seems like it it's so natural um, you know and, and throughout my career i've I've played a number of different roles one of them was uh, doing some training you know and the the thing that I would always tell the 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 integrators that would come to the training is that you know, everybody can sit down and figure out how much it costs to acquire a new customer. And, you know, it's different for everybody, but it's always easier to sell more stuff to the customers that you already have than to go out and, and acquire that uh, that new customer. So, you know, because lighting is so tightly coupled with lighting controls and shading, it, it just seems natural. Um, you know, and, and back in the day when it was just, you know, forward or reverse phase dimming, you know, is a little bit different, but everything is getting much more complicated, um, much more connected. So it it just seems like a natural fit, um, you know, for the integrator community, because they're used to taking, you know, complex products and and making it easy for their end users.
0: Yeah. And I, I guess one of the things that we kind of skip over sometimes when we're talking about this opportunity um, and it's probably clear to to most folks in the industry, but the reason why we're even talking about fixtures is because that switch from incandescent to um, there's steps in between, but now LED and that it 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 doesn't always look as good as you'd want it to look in a home, especially a high-end home. The quality of light from maybe inferior LED fixtures, it's just going to look very artificial and and harsh, I guess. And it's not necessarily always working with the, the dimming technologies, um, the way it used to with incandescent. So, um, Charlie, maybe touch on that just as the origin for why we need to think about fixtures in this, in this way.
1: I mean, I, I think the transition went from, like you said, incandescent to led, but, you know the LED technology. If you go back five years ago, at, at least in in residential, was just you know standard forward phase dimming. You know what what we're calling it now is digital lighting, right? So it, it's not just turning it on and off and and dimming it. It's you know potentially controlling um, the color temperature as well. So it it makes it a little bit more complicated than. You know, there's a bunch of different technologies that are in the market today, you know, to be able to control these types of fixtures. So, you know, kind of, you know, along the same lines of, you know, integrators kind of taking these complex things and making it simple. You know, it's really figuring out what the best options are for the project, you know, and, and marrying up the fixtures and the control technology.
0: Now, when when we look at integrators uh, getting involved, Mike, what would you first want to see from a potential dealer for DMF lighting, um, who has never done any fixture sales? What, what do you think their, their most basic knowledge level needs to be? What what sort of training should they start with? Um, I I know I've, I've said this before in the podcast and I've heard it from other experts that there's a good place to start and that's usually outdoor installation because you can kind of do some work there and not get too too carried away with getting into ceilings and that sort of thing. But what would you recommend a first time dealer, uh, learn before they start, uh, specifying any fixtures with you?
2: Yeah. So when we entered the space about five and a half years ago, um, barely anyone was doing fixtures. Um, so, uh, a lot of the the folks that are really successful, uh, now, not, not only with us, but with other folks, uh, that are providing fixtures, um, they've really started from scratch. So uh, our, our initial path into the channel was through buying groups. Um, so Tom Doherty, HTSA uh, approached us early on um, to, to enter and partner with them. Um, we've since partnered with ProSource as well. And both of them have done a, a phenomenal job in putting together a curriculum to really educate uh, dealers on lighting, um, not only from a specification perspective, but also The business case, why they should be doing it, how do you execute it successfully. Um, I I think that one of the things that is maybe a bit unique about DMF and why we've had success in the space is we do have the ability to do retrofit as part of our offering. Retrofit is really straightforward from a uh, labor perspective. You're not waiting multiple years for a new construction build to see revenue, um, which has allowed dealers to kind of accelerate their ramp. It's a great proving ground where if you get familiar with retrofit, you can translate that into more complex projects and and ultimately new construction projects as well. Um, Now, I I think early on, a lot of the discussion was we need to get you to the point where you're able to do lighting design in house to be really successful in the category, which I don't think is necessary. I think that should absolutely be the end goal. If you want to do complex projects, you need to be able to execute them and work with your other trade partners and make sure that the experience is what the client expects. Um, but that said, there are a number of steps in between. And there's now a lot of uh, infrastructure around the industry. Um, folks like David Warfel and Light like Can Help You and, and other organizations that have come about to be outsourced design resources as well. So um, the good news is there's a lot of supporting organizations, whether that's buying groups or manufacturers or design firms that are here to help dealers be successful. And really the key is to, is to get started, figure out who in your organization is going to be a champion um, and then collaborating and connecting with the right folks to be able to execute projects well.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, I don't, My intention is not to turn this into a commercial for either one of your companies, but I do want to just stop on the retrofit thing for a minute. I did get to see that in person, and when we did our tour of your headquarters, and it's as simple as just screwing in a fixture into an, or I I guess a a lighting. What you call? Don't call it a bulb anymore. What do you call it? The yeah, it's a it's a lighting module
2: or you know a luminaire. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you're just screwing that into an existing um, traditional. Um, housing there in, in a ceiling, so you don't have to take anything out. Am I correct about that?
2: Yeah. Well, you have to. You have to take. You don't need electrical work for for most applications. So um, even without a, a C10 electrical license, you can go in and, and swap out a fixture. Um, yeah. But you know, it's a it's a great opportunity that you can leverage existing clients. So um, I had a, a great dealer in the Southern California market call me this week, uh, actually, and said thank you very much. Um, I got called in to bring in a samp uh, for, uh, a client and, you know, we weren't going to make very much money off that, but we had a discussion about lighting and that turned into the $25,000 retrofit project. Um, so, you know, it's significant revenue and, you know, it's immediate revenue and it's easy to execute. And again, that's kind of the entry point where you can continue to do those over time. Um, but it's a great way to kind of get your foot in the door in the category, uh, but ultimately driving towards a new construction. And, and I do think that, bringing in and leading with design is the way that you really become successful, uh, in, in the fixture category as a whole. Um, but there's different ways to kind of stepping stones, um, to get to that point.
0: And and Charlie, before we start recording, you mentioned something uh, that I had heard somebody else mention at lighted pollution that when, uh, the various different categories were started in the CI channel lighting control first, and then shades, Um, installation, they were both kind of looked at as like not our space, not our categories Um, initially. Can you, can you relate that story and your specific experience because of the companies you've worked with um, and and how that sort of relates to lighting fixtures?
1: Yeah, I I think it's, it's very similar and, and we're kind of seeing the same, you know, adoption rate where you know, in, in the lighting control industry in the '90s, it, it it wasn't adopted you know quickly. It that was considered the that was the electrician's responsibility to put in the lighting control system. Um, you know, and over time that's changed, and it's it's pretty common um, that the the AV integrator today is is supplying the lighting control system. You know, and then in in the early 2000s, shading you know automated shading came. And that was always the interior designers role. They, they provide the, the automated shading, you know, and it, it took years, you know, in, until that was widely adopted and, and we're seeing the same thing today. I, I think there's been um, integrators that have been doing lighting for a long time. You, you had mentioned Tom and, and Tom and I were doing lighting back in, in 2006, but you know, my gosh, we, we were at Lightapalooza a couple of weeks ago and, and, It was just amazing the number of people that were there to learn. Um, So I see the same thing happening now where, you know, lighting has always been the responsibility of the electrician to provide. But little by little, you know, things are are getting um, we're we're moving toward digital lighting control. You know, and, and, you know, like I said, that that's kind of perfect for the, the AV integration community. So I think it's going it, to—it's starting out slow, but it's—it's it's gaining momentum, and I—I I think you know another two or three years, and and everybody's going to be offering fixtures just like they're offering lighting control and shading that they weren't, you know, maybe ten or fifteen years ago.
0: Well, after the break, we will continue our conversation with Charlie Dirk and Mike Libman. Today's episode of Residential Tech Talks is brought to you by Nice, the global manufacturer of smart home security and building automation solutions. Nice is bringing together 30 years of innovation with award-winning products from Elan, Speakercraft, and Panamax to create a holistic ecosystem for builders, integrators, and consumers. Learn more about how you can create one home with one solution at go.niceforyou.com backslash RTT. Welcome back. We're talking with Charlie Dirk, Vice President of Strategy for Building Control Systems at Legrand, and Mike Lidman, the National Sales Director at DMF Lighting. Um we were just talking about the role of the electrician traditionally in lighting um, fixture installation. And I think one of the things that uh, even though I've heard it a lot and it's sort of sunk in as far as not being a problem, I think people still kind of bring that up. They're like, well, I'm going to make the electrician mad on the jobs that I'm doing. Um, But what we're really talking about is a partnership, Um, maybe Mike, you could take this one and just explain how, that is evolving in the jobs where integrators are involved with the lighting fixtures in a more uh, new construction scenario, um, where they're building partnerships and they're doing the specific the integrators doing the specification, but the, the electrician's still going to do the wiring and the installation. Perhaps, like, can you talk about how those different roles are changing?
2: Yeah. So. Um there's really an opportunity to make this win-win for all the traditional influencers in uh, a lighting decision on a luxury residential project. So um, electricians are certainly the biggest opportunity for conflict, but we've been kind of blown away at how little conflict there's been. And, and it's actually generating more referrals than it is creating issues. Uh, So if you look at an electrician's business model, their primary profit center is labor. Um, So uh, you know, Oftentimes when you do a proper design, you're expanding the scope of the project, which typically means more wiring, more holes, and and more revenue um, for their primary profit center. Now you go to the material itself, we encourage all of our dealer partners to uh, put in a, a handling fee for the material um, that is in line with what they would typically see uh, for, for making money off materials as well. So the client uh, really, to be able to educate them on why lighting is important, they're going to get a much better end result. And that's where the dealer comes in. Uh, They're also going to make sure that compatibility with controls is uh, done proactively instead of after the fact and making sure that uh, the client's paid for a a nice control system and these beautiful fixtures and that they don't have any flickering issues or uh, dimming compatibility issues that I think any integrator that's had any time in this space has experienced. Um, and then even from a builder uh, and the design community, it's all about enhancing the things that architects and designers put a lot of time and effort into realizing in a space. So uh, you can actually light humble materials uh, and make it look a lot better with quality lighting than having great materials lit well with poor lighting. Um, so being able to have that conversation, you know, say let's break out your material board and let's light it up and what color temperature do you like? you know, they'll, they'll have opinions on the trim finish as well, but there's really ways to enhance the space. Architectural details, the same thing. Um, and then from a builder perspective, they are not getting callbacks about compatibility. Um, they're not having issues with warranty if you're specifying it properly. And we're really creating an entire experience. So if a dealer goes into a project and says, they're going to handle again, that design and specification piece, and then project management and commissioning at the end, and they're broadening that scope beyond just, hey, we do fixtures as a bolt-on. It's, no, 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 we manage that entire lighting experience in the home. Um, that's how uh, dealers are going to market is addressing each of those uh, influencers um, and really telling that broader story.
0: And Charlie, from a control standpoint with Legrand and with Vantage specifically within Lagrand family, um, when I met with... Um, your 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 team at CEDIA Expo in the fall, we we talked about how much work Vantage had put into trying to be a good control partner with all of these different fixture brands, so that the lighting experience was was uh, even throughout a home, even if you weren't using the exact same fixture brands for different rooms or parts of rooms. Um, can you uh, speak on a little bit about that process and and what you're trying to achieve there and I remember a kit that that you had there at the show that was kind of showing all the the integration and uh, the ability to to make everything look like it all fits together as one big family.
1: Yeah, one one of the biggest challenges today from a control standpoint with a lot of the fixtures, you know, and I'll, I'll sp- speak specifically about tunable fixtures. Um, you know, from a commissioning or a programming standpoint a lot of the work that the dealer has to do is, is trial and error. Um, so for example, if, if you wanted to have a fixture at 3,500K, for example, um, the, the dealer's role you know, when they're programming that is to figure out, okay, I need to, to send the cool LED to a specific level. I need to send the warm LED to a specific level. Um, and they need to do that for every single fixture um, manufacturer and type. So what what we've done is um, we've got a team of folks at the office that, that basically take all these fixtures, we bring them in house, we've got some, some fancy um, test equipment, and what they do is build profiles. So instead of having to worry about, you know these are the different settings for the fixture, it's send the fixture to 3500K, um, and our, our built-in software knows what it needs to do in, in order to achieve that so it's it's really been received well we were we had a couple of fixtures um, from DMF at, at the show light and we were showing how we were doing that um, so the like I said the reception has been really um, favorable and we're continuing to add new profiles to the fixture weekly
0: and I, I guess, I want to talk about protocols, but before we get into that, um, just one last thing about the the idea of specifying for integrators. Um, maybe Mike could give me a little bit better idea on how you've simplified things for integrators, because I know in the old days that were not that long ago, um, you would be a commercial lighting um, specifier, you would go in and there was this the nomenclature for for products was really long numbers and letters and things that weren't easy to decipher, I guess, from what I've heard. And you kind of had to build your fixtures like part by part. And as far as I understand, you've been trying to make that a lot easier for the integration community to to be able to specify without having to to become educated in a whole new language. Uh, is that true? Have you tried to do that? Is there any, e- is it easier in these days to order fixtures within the custom integration channel?
2: Yeah, so we're notorious as an industry for having like encyclopedias of part codes. And if you get one digit wrong, it can be a problem. Um, so, you know, we recognize that and we have a couple of advantages on that front. Um, you know, first off, we're committed to modular as a, just a basic tenant of every product that we bring out. Um, so what that means is we can do a lot of different things with a limited amount of SKUs. So it just pairs down the number of SKUs that you're dealing with in the first place. So that's been a winning strategy for us is just the simplicity of, of the product as a whole. And then from the physical ordering process, we've also built out a portal. where you are able to make your selections and then it auto builds out your part codes and your pricing and you can order directly from there. So um, that, that ease of specification has, has been a big benefit Um, but it also gives you flexibility because everyone's been on jobs where things change from rough to finish, whether it's a condition on site or, uh, there's been a design change and to be able to have the flexibility to pivot and do things and limit your labor and material costs in order to achieve that has been another thing that really, really helps out and has kind of removed one of those barriers to entry, um, for an integrator that's considering getting into the category.
0: Okay. So. That's great. And I, I, I'm really hopeful that the industry won't be intimidated by the category for for the things that used to intimidate them. But um, the one thing that kind of still is out there that Charlie brought up to me when we were at Light Up Palooza is the, the idea of um, these uh, control protocols that were at least one of them. Um, I believe DMX was created for the theatrical lighting um, space. And then applied to to uh, to business uh, to commercial facilities and homes, but uh, then you've got um, Dolly, and then of course you've got the traditional phase control deming that uh, that we're more used to. Um, can we open the conversation? I'll let I'll let Charlie start it because you brought it up to me at the Light of and thought it would be good to make sure everyone understood what these protocols do, what when they're used, not to be intimidated by them, but also know what you've got to learn about them. Um, what, what's a good place to start with that, Charlie?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, in, in general, we're we're using four different types of dimming today. Um, there's a standard, like you said, phase control dimming, um, either forward or reverse. We've got zero to 10 volt control that's been around for a really long time. DMX has been around for a really long time. And actually, Dolly's been around for a really long time as well. It's just not very well adopted here in the US, but I I think the writing is on the wall and we all see that it's coming. And what's interesting is, you know, when you look at lighting control and and some of these technologies, you know, a lot of this stuff starts in Europe and and somehow it it shows up here in the US years later. Um, So here we are again, you know, seeing Dolly, um, you know, starting to pick up speed you know, I know Mike's team is, is working on fixtures. Um, Dolly 2.0 is the, the latest iteration. And, um, there's a number of companies now that are are working on, on fixtures. And now it's kind of a race for the controls companies, you know, to make sure that we've got controls in place to be able to control these, these fixtures.
0: Well, I've heard that traditional phase control dimming is going to go away someday. And, you even have um David Weinstein at um at Lightapalooza kind of leaning into it as Luchan, whose business has really been very much focused on traditional phase control. dimming. Uh, obviously they acquired Ketra and that that's uh that's a different animal, but he he had a tombstone for lighting control <laughs> um up on a slide. Apparently I didn't attend that session. But um but we're not we're not seeing the end of that like anytime soon, the traditional um, style of Deming, um, we it, it's it's going to be a, a process, and there's reasons for using one over another. Mike, wh- when when is Dolly a, a good fit, and um, in, in when you're talking about uh, your your products?
2: Yeah, so we see the move to digital. A couple things. I, I mean, let's let's back up a little bit and say that the vast majority of what we sell today is face control. Um, because it's a familiar architecture, Um, electricians are familiar with deploying lighting control systems with phase control. Um, But as we get into digital, there's a few things that are really beneficial. Um, You know, with with Dolly specifically, it's very easy to wire. Um, There's some some technical benefits to the deployment. Um, But basically, you're not having to do a home run for every single switch leg. Uh, you can daisy chain up to 64 fixtures on a single controller. So you're reducing the amount of lighting control hardware um, wherever you're, you're landing that um, as one piece. But it also unlocks some really cool things like uh, tunable white uh, and also soft zoning. So once you have that loop established, each fixture gets an IP address and you can really set it up and, and group fixtures however you'd like. So just from a ability to fine-tune scenes... And fine tune certain environments, both in intensity and control and grouping. Digital just unlocks a lot of flexibility that wouldn't be there otherwise. And you know, the, furthermore, getting into dolly is that it's an open protocol. So at DMF, we don't do every category, um, and uh, you know, there's other fixture manufacturers that are very complementary. Um, and it's also an open protocol that every controls manufacturer can adopt. So what's great about uh, the industry as a whole, kind of leaning into Dolly 2, is that the design community and the integrator community are really gonna have uh, a lot of options as far as providing the best solutions for their clients. And it's up to us as manufacturers uh, to make sure that we're collaborating with folks like Vantage uh, to make sure that um, when they do uh, pick their system and, and pick their preferred fixture manufacturer, that we're able to provide a great experience Uh, not only for the client, but also in ease of deployment and ease of programming and insulation.
0: And Charlie, what are you seeing in terms of uh, confusion or, uh, you know, challenges there with uh, the different protocols being um, introduced into the CI channel?
1: Yeah, I think where we're at today is you know, not every fixture supports or every fixture manufacturer, like Mike was saying, supports all the different technologies. So, you know, I think the challenge from an integration standpoint is you can be on a project and you could have some fixtures that are phase control, some are zero to 10, some are DMX and some are Dolly. So you could have four different types of uh, technologies being used. And I, I think it's, you know, from a specification standpoint, you know, maybe there's a lighting designer and and they're using what they're familiar with. So it's, you know, it's good for the integrator to kind of look at, you know, if if there is a lighting designer, what's specified, if they're doing the lighting design, you know, trying to make sure that the controls and the control technology matches up with the fixtures that are being specified.
0: Well, I think um, from from my understanding, you know, we're just getting started with all of this. And you can go to a light of and be surrounded by a lot of like-minded individuals and some who have been doing this for a while. But you look at the grand scheme and the size of our industry, and there's a lot to just are getting started. And I, I think we've kind of covered um, a lot of those basics. Um, anything, Mike, that we haven't touched on that w- would be important for either some veteran lighting uh, installer specification uh, experts in the CI channel should know, or uh, those who are just getting started that we haven't touched on?
2: No, I mean, what I would say is, again, that value proposition of controlling the experience is just native to what integrators do. And as fixtures and controls continue to be more integrated uh, and there's more technology behind them, Uh, There's really a huge opportunity to be the expert and be able to execute those projects. So um, I just see the future leaning more and more on the integrator community. And we're doing our best to make sure that we're collaborating um, with uh, other folks and make sure that we put the tools in place to help integrators be successful. But um, I I think it's very apparent that lighting is here for the industry. I don't don't think it's going anywhere. So. yeah, if you're not doing it today, get with your local reps, um, get with your buying groups or talk to your peers about how to be successful in it. And there's a great network that wasn't there five years ago to help make sure that you're you're successful.
0: And Charlie, any closing uh, comments about the uh, the category as you look at it from the control side?
1: No, I, I think, you know, going back to what we talked about before, seeing the evolution of, of lighting control, shading, and now fixtures, I think, you know, for an integrator, I think the important thing is to, to not, you know, not be afraid of it. You know, maybe you don't have the expertise in-house today, but, you know, just remember that you didn't have the expertise in-house when, when lighting control started. You didn't have the expertise in-house when shading started you know, you had mentioned David at light can help you, you know, partner up with somebody that, that can do it for you learn. And then, you know, maybe a year, two years, three years from now, you know, you can bring that expertise in house, you know, and and provide that end to end solution. But, you know, I, I would absolutely go out there and, and um, you know, sell, sell the projects and, you know, the, the worst thing that, that can happen is the customer says, yeah, I'm I'm interested. And now you need to figure out how to do it. Right.
0: <laughs> right. There you go. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for, for taking the time out today and uh, sharing your insights. And I, I think this is a very important category. I look forward to seeing it evolve and grow. And uh, I think the efforts that both of your companies are doing are um, very helpful and uh, we will, uh, we will continue to cover and Probably have you back on to talk more as things change. So thanks for your time today.
2: Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Charlie Dirk is Vice President of Strategy for Building Control Systems at Legrand. You can learn more about Legrand's Vantage brand at www.legrand.us backslashvantage. Vantage. Mike Lidman is the National Sales Director at DMF Lighting. You can learn more about DMF's custom integration lines at dmfluxury.com. That wraps up today's show, which was produced by Residential Tech Today, IPW, and Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com if you're looking to get professional production help on your own podcast at an affordable rate. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast wherever you watch or listen to podcasts. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.